Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buff Nation! Let's go, baby. We're so close. We're so close to... Folsom Field. Oh, I love that place. Another day closer to game day. It's DMVR bus prime time. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Shout out Illegal Pete's. Just crushed a burrito. Yeah, we just ate Illegal Pete's way too fast, if we're being honest. (laughs) Uh, It hits a little different when you eat it in 30 seconds. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, boys got to eat. Of course. What's up, chat? How's everyone doing? We had practice today. We got two players. We got Zay and Jimmy. What do you got? I just wanted to mention, because I just tweeted this out, and I'm sure people are jumping in here and like, where's Hagen? Um, right. So we will have our interview with Darian Hagen in the second segment, talking all things Nebraska. Um, didn't want anyone to feel like it was false advertising. No, we've, uh, we sat down with him in the stands of Folsom Field um, about 10, 15 minutes, talking about the history of the rivalry. Yeah, how weekend. long was that, Alyssa? Do you know how long the video is? Oh, Ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Can't wait for y'all to hear it. Let's talk about practice today, though. Uh, we got Coach Bartoloni, we got Jimmy, and we got Zay. Zay was first up today. Yeah. Um, and you can tell they're still kind of riding the high a little bit from what they did on the field on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think you, the way you said that is going to scare people. Well. They know what they're capable of doing. I think that's the thing is for a guy like Zay and a guy like Jimmy, they have been not put in a position to succeed in their college careers to this point. Yep. Um, And, you know, you can go through all the reasons why. But the one I would point to is the the quarterbacks they've played with. Yep. Wide receiver is a deeply uh, reliant position, and it relies on the quarterback. Uh, and, and the greatest wide receivers of all time all had a quarterback. Uh, and, you know, all, there's so many stories of a really talented wide receiver who didn't have a guy who could get him the ball. <laughs> so I think, bless you, Thank you, that for Zay and Jimmy, they're like, it, it, it uh, confirmed everything they felt about themselves. Like, we are good at this. We, we're, we can be stars uh, at this level or even higher level than they were at last year. But we got to have the quarterback. And I just think for them, it was like so confirming and um, relieving to feel what they can be like when there's a guy who can get them the ball when they're open. You saw it on the film last year, USF, man. These guys were problems. When the ball got to them and it was accurate and it was put you know, in spots where they can take it on the run or just keep on running the route after the fact, they made plays. They made big plays. And they made big plays on Saturday uh, Zay started off talking about that first game. Said we shocked the world. We shocked y'all. Yeah, I know. I hate. I hate that. I hate when I, I'm. I know. Perceived in that way. <laughs> I, I always just hope, like you know, not me, right? Right. You know, you know not Jake, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny though. Um, they did. They definitely shocked the world and definitely shocked many of the people uh, in that scrum. Uh, he was asked about leaving meat on the bone last Saturday. He said, definitely feel like that was the case. 
He said all four receivers could have had over 200 yards. I mean, he's not lying. I the only one that I don't think is is Dylan. I think Dylan pretty much maximized every one of his opportunities. That's true. Yep. Um, but you know, Jimmy had the one that hit off his hands. I don't think Zay really had any missed ops either. I don't think so. Uh, and then Travis obviously dropped one. Not I hate to call that a drop. Yeah, it's not a drop. I, and I'm not. I, I'm, I promise you I'm not trying to hate on the actual person who asked this question. To me, that's a wild question. Mm -hmm. Did you guys leave meat on the boat? And the answer is yes. But I'm like, it's the furthest thing from my mind of like, could that have been better? It's like, it was it was so elite. That's what Coach Prime's talking about to the team, though. Yeah, of course. He mentioned that yesterday in Well-Off when the team meeting. Like, he, I think he literally used the phrase, we left meat on the bone. I think this team knows obviously week one was only the beginning and that they are just starting to hit their stride of what they can be on the football field. I mean, it's totally true. Um, we won't throw anyone under the bus here at the office, <clears throat> but yesterday, like talking to people in the office, we mm. were kind of, you were giving the take of, um, they didn't have all their players. Well, not only do they not have their players, but you know, the take that we've talked about, which is like, there are a couple breaks early in the game away from potentially winning by a lot more. Yeah. People around here, some non-believers, were like, all right, come on, let's pump the brakes. I got laughed at. Yeah, and you were like, they've got more reinforcements coming. And people yes. were like laughing. And like, hey, one at a time, right? we got to convert them one at That's a time. That's true. But I feel strongly about that, that it, it was closer to being a Colorado big win. I don't know, blowout's a strong word. Two touchdown win. A Colorado big win rather than a Colorado loss. For sure. Uh, and there are some people around that felt the other way around. Um, and they do have reinforcements coming. You know, and the biggest place where that's coming is probably the running game. Mm -hmm. And that's the number one issue that people had with the offense. Um, I'm... I, I, Sean Lewis is not this way. But I'm almost to the point where it's like, Running the ball might be doing a favor for the defense. Um, now, Nebraska is a little different because as we learned today from Jimmy, uh, especially, they're going to play a lot more off coverage. They're going to play mm -hmm. deep zone coverage. And what I will say about that is like, Shador will kill you by paper cuts if you do that. Yep. Like, I, I don't. Th there's not a right answer for him, but zone coverage is easier for a quarterback like Shador. Of course. Um, because it's he knows where the opening is going to be. Yep. And so he's going to be throwing the ball to wide open guys if you play that. Whereas, you know, when you play man, like I said in the car, their best defense was Shador barely missing a deep ball. Yep. So it's like you got to place it perfectly. He almost did every single time. But if what I would expect this week, if Nebraska is going to play off coverage zone, what you'll see is Shador just timing up routes finding the, the weak spot, you know, looking over to Travis, giving him a little signal. Travis goes, sits down six, seven, eight yards at a time, just stacking on top of each other. Um, I don't remember how I even got to starting to talk about zone versus man coverage, but uh, the point stands. Yes. Um, you know, like there's no real answer for this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. How did I get there, guys? My brain is so fried. <laughs> it's all right. I'll pick up where you were going. <laughs> Um, just on that, if you're going to play drop seven, drop eight coverage against Shador Sanders and try to defend everything, good luck defending Dylan Edwards out of the backfield. Oh, the running, that, that's what it was. It was yep. run versus pass. Like, you're almost doing him a favor if you run it. Now, if you start running the ball really well, then obviously there's 
the the offense will be just utterly unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't. My point was they don't even really need that much of a run game. It's the same thing you're seeing in the NFL with with the Bills and the and the Chiefs and so, sometimes the Chargers when you know Herbert's playing well. So it's like you you have to sometimes pretend like you're going to run the ball, but you don't have to run the ball when your quarterback's that good. I'm going to go through this tonight, but people talked about the run game. They only ran for 55 yards. You know, you factor in Shador's, uh, when he got sacked, he had minus 32 yards. So you had really closer to about 80, 90 true rushing yards in that game. Factor in the screens, which is an extension of the run game, and they were just fine. Dylan broke a 75-yarder. I mean, they were throwing, you know, the fourth and two to Jimmy. Like, that's basically a screen. That's like a backfield pass, basically. He's not that far away from Shador. It's an extended handoff. Totally. I mean, so. the first touchdown is an extension of the running game. Yes. It's just, you know, a nice, easy throw to the flat to the running back. Um, but I like that point from you. <clears throat> and it's the same point that every team that throws the ball that much would do. It's like, right. Why do you run the ball? Why is running the ball important? Because it's an easy process. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about it. You just hand the ball off and your running back goes and gets you yards. And if you do it well, it's really replicable. There's very few uh, variables. Well, when Shador Sanders is your quarterback, those short throws into you know the line of scrimmage or behind it are just as easy as mm-hmm. handing the ball off for him. Exactly. Uh, Zay talked about moving on after TCU, said they had one day to enjoy the dub. They're on in Nebraska. On Nebraska, said he's got to do my homework a little bit on the rivalry, but I just know we don't like red. That's made. That's been made very clear. Red is a no-go. He even called out a media member for uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, their red phone. Yeah. I'm not, not going to bring it. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't going to say names. I was just going to bring up uh, you at practice. Oh, well, I mean, I admitted to it in the in the uh, the interview with Hagen. So oh, they're going to hear it yeah, anyway. They're going to hear it. I hand up confession, <laughs> apology. I fucked up. I had a speckle of red on my shirt today. Uh, I'll do the same because yesterday I wore the <laughs> the Air Gordon shirt, and uh, I just grabbed the black T-shirt. Kind of forgot I had some red on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while since we played him. I yep. was on a meeting this morning, taking a meeting while getting ready to leave, and just grabbed a shirt. Didn't think mm-hmm. about it. A little little speck of red on it. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. <laughs> um, I hope that everyone can forgive me. Forgive you know, us. You know what I did? I went to the car and changed my shirt. Into as that. Me, as soon as I realized it, I went to the car and I changed my shirt. Uh, so I did my best to atone for my sins, uh, and here I am in the confessional admitting to them. So uh, hopefully I can be forgiven. We will be better. Yes, we can promise. I that. can guarantee you it won't happen again. <laughs> I was, I was legitimately embarrassed uh, that I made that mistake. It's all right. Everyone gets one, uh, one you know, free free slide mistake. Chris has two gassers. I'll I'll do it. There you go. I'll do it. Um, Zay talked about. You know, kind of joining up Jimmy at CU. Jim, remember Jimmy? When did Jimmy commit? I want to say January-ish, February-ish. Early, very early. And then Zay came after the spring game, right? Or was he here for the spring game? I can't even remember. No, uh, no, Zay so, was not here for the spring game. Um, he talked about that and their relationship. They obviously shared that moment on the field on Saturday. <laughs> Someone said, "Break down your outfit film and get better." <laughs> Promise. Um, 
He said he talked to him almost every day. He called him every day when Jimmy was up here. Uh, Jimmy spoke a lot about him, too, and, you know, that relationship. Jimmy said, you know, we went through a lot of losing. Zay and I shared a couple of tears. Our whole college career we've been, career we've been losing. Just felt good knowing that there's more to come. We're not satisfied with it. Uh, wrapping up with Zay, um, he was asked about uh, being the talk of the nation. He goes, we got to get LeBron up here. I got to see the GOAT King James. Mahomes got to come up here, too. He can't wear red. He better be. He better get some black and gold. Smart man. Um, <laughs> if he wants the goat to come up, though, he's just right down here in Denver. That's true. Nikola Jokic. Yep. <laughs> um, Coach Bartoloni was up next. Um, spoke a lot, obviously, about Saturday's performance. Said everything we saw on Saturday. Just an accumulation of what we've done this offseason. Speaking about his, you know, his uh, premier four wide receivers, said they were relentless through the course of the game. I'm learning things about myself from the comments. Apparently, uh, they used my tweet on I am athlete. Wow. And then, of course, I didn't just learn that I did the Mark Titus <laughs> show. Um, but that was cool. That was fun. Um, if you guys, honestly, like we've never gone as deep into the history of why Colorado was so bad before Coach Prime on this show. Mm -hmm. we just know, I don't know if we've ever had the time to. Um, because we're just looking forward so much. Yep. But he asked me, how did the Buffs get to 1-11? And I was like, how much time do you have? Yeah. Uh, he was like, go right ahead. I, f I almost felt like I was speaking to my therapist. Where did you start? I started at, at, at the scandal that got Gary Barnett fired in the Oh, you 2000s. went way so, back. Yeah, I went all the way. I mean, that's the story. Yeah. That's the story. You know, like they win in 90. They're dominant in 94. They probably should have won another national championship that year. Um, they, you know, they're good, good, good. 2001, they win the Big 12 title. They should have at least been invited to the national championship. Now, I think anyone in the world would have lost to that Miami team. Mm -hmm. um, Nebraska, who just got beat 62 to 36, goes to the game. They get their ass beat again. Mm -hmm. um, isn't that crazy, though? They didn't even play for the Big 12 title, and they went to the national championship. I hate that shit about college football. Yes. When Alabama had that happen to them, too, it's yep. ridiculous. So anyways, um, I went all the way back. I went all the way back, and I kept being like, are you sure you want me to keep going? He's like, yeah, this is fascinating. I've never heard all this stuff. No. So, If you want to know kind of the story from a historical perspective of why the Buffs were so bad before Coach Prime got here, go listen to the Mark Titus show. I mean, it just shows, you know, how far off the buffs were on the national radar, really, that people don't even, you know, you explaining nearly 20 years back at that point. Yeah. He the was history like, of the program. The one thing he knew was like, oh, I, I know the Mel Tucker story because yes. he's a Big Ten guy. And, yeah. But, yeah, that was that. It's It's been a long time. Uh, Coach, Bar Coach Bartoloni talked about uh, Travis's usage, whether he had to monitor that, monitor that during the game. He said not personally because he's up in the press box, which makes sense. Uh, I said, just, we have great communication on this staff. We use the same language and same message. It's very easy to communicate when you're on the same page. Uh, Coach Bartoloni talked about um, what the coverage they were facing against TCU, what they'll see against Nebraska. He said, we were rolling out and getting a lot of man coverage. There wasn't taking any of these guys out, talking about his top four wide receivers. And we didn't see any of the other wide receivers. Nope. They were rolling, as he said. Playoff rotation, baby. Yep. And the comments are on one today. So said I pulled out my medieval scroll and like rolled it out <laughs> to tell the story of yeah, why the buffs were pretty bad. much. <laughs> um, Coach Bartoloni said the rivalry with Nebraska is personal. Uh, said he's expecting, of course, a bit more off coverage. We know uh, that story. 
What else did Jimmy say? Jimmy said, uh, really, every game is a rivalry game to me, is what he said. I love that. And, and let me just say this. Let's be very clear. The reason why Nebraska has to play off coverage is because they know that their corners have absolutely no shot in hell against hell these no. wide receivers. Hell no. I mean, really, like, they're not good. Their wide receivers are no can no chance against our DBs, honestly. I, I yeah, like I said, it's gonna just stop the run, win by a lot. Jimmy did say that uh, he's got to do some extra research so he can add a little extra hate in his heart <laughs> to the rivalry. Uh, quote of the day, probably though, he was asked if he's found a reason to hate Nebraska yet. He said, "Nah, but I hate them." Nah, but I hate them. <laughs> I was he, like, "Let's go." Then he goes, "Them boys in the red and white." When they come down here, they got to get the business. <laughs> Let's go, man. I just love it. I love it. Uh, and I know for a fact now that this coaching staff has embraced the idea of hating Nebraska uh, and they have passed it along to the players and they aren't, they're not joking about it. like, this isn't a game to them. Mm -hmm. um, I think the fans and the people that work in the building who have been around for this um, did a really good job of communicating to everyone up there like how important this is. Obviously, Coach Prime was going to know that no matter what because he's on top of everything. Right. But I just think that like the the gravity of this game has been felt inside the Champion Center, mm -hmm. and no one is saying like anything along the lines of like yeah, you know, it's just kind of hard to hate a team that you've never played before or something like that. Like right. everyone's just like yeah, we hate them. No. And I think it's important. I think that's a, that's a really important thing to embrace. For sure. Um, Jimmy also had the great line, confidence comes from preparation. Pretty prime-like there. Perfect. He also uh, was talking about just the reaction from the nation's reaction to what they did against TCU. He said, it blows my mind. In a million years, I never imagined I'd be in this situation. I'm actually living my dreams, but I ain't done yet. Hell He's yeah. so good on the podium. And have you noticed that everyone says something along the lines of I ain't done yet, we mm -hmm. ain't done yet, yep. we're just getting started. Yep. That is a prevailing um, feeling, and it's clearly been preached to them, and they're repeating it. And, and, and I, I always say great coaches and great teams repeat the words of their coaches. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, all, you know, all the way down to, like, we ain't coming, we here. Coach Prime said it first, and then everyone echoed it and echoed it and yep. echoed it. Yep. And then, like, confidence comes from pe preparation. That's Coach Prime literally speaking through Jimmy's mouth. Yes. Um, and that, how many times during this offseason did we say, this team is so bought in? Yeah. And you're seeing this come to fruition now, but, like, everything, every time Coach Prime speaks to them, they dial in. I can't tell you how many, you know, coaches I've seen come through here where everyone's just waiting for the end of the meeting. Like when Coach Prime is up there, they listen and you, you can hear it in every single interview. A, a player will say something that, you know, came from Coach Prime's mouth because you've heard it. Yep. Uh, last note I got on practice today. Mark Ingram, Desmond Howard in the house. Visit in practice. Two Heisman winners. Yep. Two more. Uh, on the field maybe as well for sure for sure all right let's get to coach hagan but first a word from our friends over at shady rays take on the sun with gear built to last shady rays has you covered for the warm weather 
They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product, durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics. Every single pair backed by their lost and broken replacement program. Even if you don't like the pair of shady rays you get, you have 30 days and they will replace them, no questions asked. Head on over to the Park Meadows Mall or go to ShadyRays.com and use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And then game time, man. These tickets have been going wild for this Nebraska oh game. Oh, my God. It's crazy because they, they were way up when they dropped. They dipped down mm -hmm. probably all the way up until Saturday. Yep. And as soon as the Buffs won, they've skyrocketed, skyrocketed. back up. And now they're like... Let's just see. Yeah, let me know. Because um, we know you're going to get the best price on game time. Of course. So let's see what the best price is right now. Uh, game time is fast and easy. It eliminates all the stress of buying your tickets, uh, of course, to football games, whatever sporting event, but also concerts, events, all kinds of stuff going on. That's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but 388 <laughs> that includes fees. That actually isn't that bad. I mean, it, it is if you've been used to paying 25 that's bucks true. for a ticket to go to Buffs game. That's true. But in terms of the show, that's not bad. Um, what I will tell you that is this. If you're buying tickets on game time, where you sit does not matter. The only section I would tell you to avoid at all costs is section 101. Don't sit in section one-on-one. That, that actually is a bad seat. <laughs> Every other seat in the house is a good seat. You'll love your view. You'll be able to see the game very clearly. Mm -hmm. um, so don't worry about that. But yeah, just pass on section 101. It's all Nebraska fans sitting there anyway. There you go. You don't want to be with the corn. Snag the tickets without the stress using Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code DNVR. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code DNVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Jake, I have a little bit of like this isn't I wouldn't call this breaking news, but it's like a fun tidbit that I don't think is out there. Um, but I want you to guess first on this team. Not uh, just wait. OK. How many credentials do you believe Oof. were issued for this game? Oof. And keep in mind, a credential goes to every member of the big ma big noon kickoff crew. So like, oh, wow. there's got to be a lot for them. But how many credentials do you think have been uh, issued for this football game? 300. Try doubling it and then adding some. No way. 650. Wow. 650 um, credentials. Where are they going to fit? That was my question. <laughs> that was my immediate response. And the, their response was, well, over 100 of those are for Big Noon. Um, okay. So those people obviously like aren't going to be. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Production staff, mm -hmm. uh, makeup, hair, like everything. But um, I still don't know what they're going to do. It's the sideline is going to be packed the, the entire game. The sideline. I mean, you can't let media on the sideline other than like the cameras. But where else are they going to go? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this is like this is what I don't understand. Um, because there's also not going to be like room in the stands, you know, like uh, for the NBA finals, they blocked off like three sections in Goodness. ball arena. But like I tell you, CU's not giving up three sections. They're not giving up one section Hell no. uh, of that uh, straight cash. So coach prime going to open up his office or what? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm interested to see how that goes for you guys. Obviously, I know we'll have a spot, but yeah, uh, it's going to be a madhouse and every 
facet of the of the words. I was going to say word, but it is too. It is going to be a madhouse in Boulder. Mm-hmm. No one is prepared for this. And Hell when I mean no. that, I don't just mean like the fans aren't prepared for what this is going to look like. I mean, the businesses aren't prepared for the traffic that they're going to get. Um, the stadium, like infrastructure and entrances and all of that is not prepared for what this is going to be. So I don't want to give away any of my secrets here because I really don't want to deal with all that. But my advice to anyone who is coming to this game is however long you think something normally takes, triple it. Yep. Triple it and you won't regret it. Um, but if you are used to like leaving for the stadium 25 minutes before kickoff uh, from the tailgate, like you're going to be in big trouble. There's no preparing for something like this. No, they, you can't do it. And I, I, it's not the first time there's been a sellout in Boulder, but I just know there's going to be students who didn't get tickets trying to sneak their way in. Like everything under the sun is I mean, going to be happening at this game. And like, I don't, I, there's no possible way to be prepared for it. I mean, you talked about TCU last year how the student section just went ape shit over that dude the student section was overfilled by like probably a couple thousand this and is going to be you game last year yeah so like i said uh no one is ready for this they're probably going to have to react after this game and change some things about the stadium um in, in terms of the way they handle it but i really don't think i'm overreacting to this there's no way to prepare for what's about to happen nope uh, we did see the big noon set getting set up because we were in Folsom Field. So I, was, I remembered this. Big noon has an in-stadium and an out-stadium. Right, because they... They had it like out right. on the lawn at TCU. Yeah. And then they also had the one right at the concourse. Yeah. So we saw the one in the stadium um, right off the balcony of where the, uh, the team eats. Cafeteria, yeah. Yep, in the Crawford Club. So you guys have all seen that view before. That'll be amazing. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what a the backdrop. backdrop for that? Whew. It's incredible. Um, so that'll be really, really cool. And then I, I'm guessing the other set will be on Franklin Field. Has to be. Um, but at the same time, like that's where the Buffs are practicing this week. So Farron Field, maybe? Could go Farron. Could go Norlin. Um, I'm sure we'll find out soon. Um, but, yeah, we spoke to Coach Hagen today. Um, he was pretty great, man. Talking about the historical importance of this rivalry. This year's team, a little bit more. Whenever you're ready, Alyssa, let's show the people. All right, we're here with Darian Hagen, 1990 national champion, and a guy who knows a little bit about this rivalry. Um, can you take us back to like when, when you're even maybe being recruited uh, and when you got here and like what your understanding of this rivalry and how you came to hate Nebraska? Well, when I was getting recruited by Nebraska, um, you know, it was it was one of those things where you wanted to be recruited by the best, yep. you know, and they were they were playing for national championships all the time and on TV all the time. And when Colorado came into my house, you know, with Coach McCartney and they didn't have a lot of success, you know, it was I was kind of skeptical of what he was trying to sell me and then um you know <laughs> he goes to me he says to me and my mom what neighborhood you guys live in and i said uh, this is a crip neighborhood and he goes hey uh mom he can't he can't go to nebraska 
he goes to Nebraska, you know, coming back home, they're going to kill him. And me and my mom looked at each other and we were like, uh-oh, <laughs> I can't go to school there. <laughs> and then, you know, the rest is history. You know, I came to Colorado and, uh, you know, the the red been my very first meeting. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking, but I walked in the meeting room with a red Nebraska hat on. And Coach McCartney, the only time, and the, the only time he's ever laid into me, he laid into me, man. And I was so embarrassed, in front, you know, in front of my teammates and all that stuff. I threw that hat in the trash, and I've never worn red ever since. Amen. Well, since we're uh, being honest and making confessions here, <laughs> I showed up today, and I had just like a speckle of red on my shirt, man, and I was so disappointed in myself. <laughs> and then I went down to the car, and I was like, thank God I have this. It's about the opposite. Right, right, right. I was like, oh, man, I'm not talking to Coach Hagen right? with red on my shirt, not even a speckle. So. Uh, like, like Coach, like Coach Max said, hey, I'd rather be dead than red. Yeah, yes, <laughs> Amen. That's exactly what it says. Right, <laughs> Coach. This team has a lot of new players, obviously, and they've kind of had to learn the importance of this rivalry. What do you think is the most important aspect or the most important thing they could learn, just going back through the history? Uh, respect your opponent. You don't have to like. You don't have to like them, uh, but you you, know, you got to respect them, and just play your best. You know, give it your all, but. At the same time, you're not playing for the name on your back. You're playing for the name across your chest. You play for the name across your chest. You play for each other. Then you know you can do really good things. And I think I think Saturday, um, you know, with Coach Prime's leadership and what he, what they showed on the field last Saturday, you know, will will uh, lend well toward this game because uh, I know these guys want it. And first game at home, they don't want to they don't want to have these fans. You know, turn on. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when Coach Mack got here, he essentially circled this game and said, "They're the best, like you mentioned. If we want to be the best, we got to get past them." You were a part of those teams that started the trend of being able to get past them. What can you remember about like the feeling? The reference I used yesterday is like it's kind of like the final boss in a video game. Like, if you got to beat the game, you got to beat these guys. Right. That's true. You know, if you if you want to be amongst the best, you want to be the best. You gotta you gotta beat the best. And Coach Mack, man, I'm telling you, he, he we had some great uh, coaches, but we had some really great players. You know, I, when I was coaching, I tell people all the time that you know, coaches. That's all we do is coach, we, and we coach because we can't run and we can't play anymore. <laughs> you know, so you gotta have good players. You have good players. You give you give yourself a chance every week. You know, and. Uh, you know these guys. They have bought into, you know, what Coach Prime has, has has said and his leadership. And I'm looking forward to seeing these guys, you know, run around on Saturday and, you know, playing for, you know, Colorado on the trips. There's a part of this where like a lot of fans are asking the players like, "Do you hate Nebraska yet?" And I think it's hard to just like show up here and be like, "Yeah, I do." And and they're leaning into it and embracing right, it. Right, right. But do you remember like? the feelings that you had when you walked out there and you saw the red on the other side, like, especially after some of those close, important battles you guys had? Absolutely, you know, I had plenty of friends on the opposite side, but every time we went out, and we, you know, Coach Osborne was coming down that dang tunnel, you know, you wanted to stick it to him. Yeah. You know, uh, they walked out with, you know, a lot of pride and a lot of tradition, and they they were arrogant, and we wanted to, Put it to them, and we wanted to show them there was a new kid on the block, and the Buffs were here to stay. 
when Coach Prime talks about this rivalry, he's already saying, you know, it's personal. What makes this rivalry personal to you? What makes it personal to me uh, was just the fact that, you know, um, in my opinion, my humble opinion, people say that that the best option quarterback to ever play in the in the Big Eight was Tommy Frazier. BS. You know, <laughs> D. Hagen is was the best, and yes, I believe it, and I'll go to my grave believing that. You know, I was faster than Tommy. He was a little bit bigger than me, but I was faster. I was smarter, and I damn sure good, better looking. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game on Saturday, it has like a totally different feel from any of the Nebraska games I can remember. You know, there's been a couple of these non-conference ones, but this has this like new era hype around it that's like anything unlike anything I've ever seen. What are you expecting this place to look like on Saturday afternoon? Well, it better not be a lot of red in here. Yeah. You know, it should be black and gold here. It should be all black because that's what we're going to wear. You know, if, it, 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 if you have uh, true passion and true pride for the University of Colorado, that's what you'll do. You'll fill this place up and we'll come out rocking, you know. When you guys won the national championship, mm -hmm. a lot of people like to bring up that it was a split national championship. Can you tell uh, the story of why and, and what you guys felt uh, when you found out about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we found out that uh, once the game was over with and it, this, the, uh, the tally was added up, we, we found out that it was, uh, you know, in one poll that uh, Coach Osborne didn't, didn't vote for the Buffs. And that, that hurt because, you know, at the same time, you know, we beat those guys, and we beat them handedly. And for him not to vote for a conference member, you know that was uh, that was unheard of. And the reason why is because two years in a row we put our foot in their butt. But at the same time, you know that was that was wrong. But Georgia Tech, if we had an opportunity to play them straight up, they wouldn't have been close. It's funny because people want to bring that up now. Yeah. They want to say, oh, it's a split national championship. It's like, it's a split national championship because bro was petty right. about the fact that he got his ass beat. Right, absolutely. It was, and they only beat us in one poll. We, we, we had a pretty much unanimous. Yep. You know, they beat us in one poll and they get to walk around saying that it was a split championship. It wasn't a split championship, okay? <laughs> University of Colorado, well-deserved, and we will be back. I'm not going to ask you to make any predictions, but you saw the team on Saturday. How do you think they match up with Nebraska this weekend? Well, I don't, I don't, I haven't really, I haven't watched Nebraska, you know, but uh, if our, if our offense come out playing like we play, and if our defense can keep those guys, you know, uh, if our offense can keep their, their offense off the field, don't give them a chance, you know, I think we'll win this game handily. Um, you know, but I can tell you this, you know, you, you talked about how it never been as much excitement around here in the past. Well, I can tell you why. Well, we have Coach Prime, and everybody wants to see Coach Prime work his magic. And those guys have Matt Rule, okay, and they want to see Matt Rule work his work his magic. And both both teams are trying to rekindle our you know the the magic that we once had. So, you know, I put I'd say the Buffs are. Uh, you know, going to be, you know, be, 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 be victorious on Saturday. Oh, yeah, man. Last one for me. If you get a chance or if you did have a chance to talk to these guys right before they went out there, what would you want to say to them? 
I don't even know what I want to say. I, I just, I probably would say, hey guys, as we get ready to go out in the field, you know, make sure we play for each other. Okay, it's uh, the man next to you, the man, the man across from you. Man, if you make sure that you you dominate the man across from you. Okay, and then uh, you know, let's go out there and kick butt. Probably would say something like that. Just quite, just, just simple, to the to the point. Because there's at that point, is there's really nothing more you need to say. If you're not ready to play, then you shouldn't be here. Man, awesome. Thanks, Coach Hagen. Yeah. Thank you, my guy. Yeah, thank you, Coach Hagen's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, just an absolute CU legend. Um, if you've never seen highlights of him playing, watch it, man, yep. because he was so fast and he was so electric. And he ran that triple option to perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of times that he just made the right reads, <clears throat> you know, because it's all it's on the quarterback, right, to just figure out what you know what what are they doing are they right, crashing sure. down to try and you know cut off the inside handoff are they staying outside uh are they are they committing to the running back are they committing to the quarterback and like just time after time he made the perfect read um similar to the way that Shador does putting the ball down the field but just in an option sense yep um and i think we're really lucky as a program to have the quarterback of the national championship team have been a part of everything since then and do such a great job of uh of just representing the school and being you know uh an important figure in the school's history so uh lucky to have him around lucky that we were able to talk to him today and uh and he was he was on a little bit of a heater there especially when he got to talking about tommy frazier oh yeah man i was faster i was smarter and i was damn sure better looking that is a (laughs) banger quote love it bro uh, the chat was saying it went 20 and one in his time as quarterback at CU against the big eight. Wow. Um, that's like, that's better than Shador, uh, in the swack. Yeah. Um, he has been involved obviously with CU going back to his time as a player, but with this coaching staff and just the university at a higher level, um, back to 26 or 2006, he was on last year's squad. He was actually credited as the primary recruiter for Anthony Hankerson and Marvin Ham, two guys who played a lot nice. on Saturday. Um, he's just a legend, man, and he obviously stuck around. He's got this new role now for CU, kind of uh, ambassador, I guess, and yep. uh, community outreach. But, um, man, it was just great to catch up with him. It was the first time. I mean, I talked to him early in the summer. It was the first time I saw him in over a year, basically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, really appreciate him for the time. Um, and I love that he was able to uh, tell the story a little bit of the quote-unquote split national championship. Yep. Um, the the way that it worked, and, and there's never been any confirmation on exactly where Tom Osborne voted the buffs, um, but the rumor was, some rumors were that he didn't even put them in the rankings at all. Terrible. Um, which is honestly like dishonest nasty work it's why no one pays attention to the coaches poll exactly coaches poll is completely irrelevant now uh and you know dave platty is so good at this stuff he he wrote in an article a couple years ago um he calls the buffs the consensus national champions why number one by the associated press the football writers association the national football foundation the sporting news football news usa today and cnn um which were all at the time like recognized by the NCAA as legitimate polls, all had Colorado number one. Um, 
Georgia Tech had a couple, and Miami even got one in the New York Times poll. Um, but uh, it was very heavily weighted towards Colorado. Yep. So it's not really split. I'm just glad we're out of that era. <laughs> I know. The crazy part is that uh, earlier in the season, um, Nebraska's athletic director like publicly went out and said, uh, all the other teams in the Big Eight should be uh, coaches should be voting us number one every week as like a way to support the conference. If you like, if you care about the conference, mm-hmm. of course they uh, turned around on that. And yesterday, Matt talked about the respect that exists within a rivalry. Right. Right. You you hate your rival, but you respect them. Yes. But that's a blatant, blatant um, betrayal. Of respecting your rival uh, and another reason why it's personal another reason why this is hate this isn't fun friendly in-state rivalry this is a hate-based rivalry we hate them yep all right um guys hit the like button there's almost 2,000 of you in here we're only at 300 400 some likes smash the like button also subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts or spotify just search up buffs we're right there We'd appreciate your five-star review as well. Shout out to Snarfs. They're all about quality. Make the best sandwiches out here in town, uh, according to my friend John Denera. <laughs> John Denera approved. John Denera approved. They, of course, also have their home blend of Jardinera peppers. There you go. That you can buy uh, at all their locations or online at their website. Uh, just damn good sandwiches, man. They've been doing it since 1996. Um, they got tons of good stuff there. Sides, desserts, salads. Uh, they also have Snarf Burger, which pretty damn good burger as well. So oh, yeah. They just know how to make good food. If you're looking for a, like a quick bite after the game, Snarf's or Snarf Burger is yep. the move. Download uh, the Snarf's app for online ordering and delivery. You can also join Snarf Rewards and receive a special welcome offer of $5 off an order of $10 or more. Uh, there's going to be member-only offers, birthday gifts, and referral points as well. So give them a try for yourself at our Broncos tailgates this football season. Mm. Sunday, baby. Crazy. Woo, let's go. Hate week for the Broncos, too. I know. Double hate week. Doesn't to be get honest, any better. I only have room to hate the Huskers right now. I mean, I hate the Raiders, but oh. <laughs> I just don't have mental space for them right now. I'll get there on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, up until then, you guys already know. It's all CU. Also, shout out Backus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Backus and Shanker are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They got more than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff, so give them a call. Smash that Shador line, 222-2222. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, and trucks. Even if you're injured at work, give them a call. Find out if you have a case for free today. Backus and Shanker wins. Bless you. Bless you. Um, another thing I want to talk about Go ahead. In, in that exists in this rivalry. Have you seen that stupid fucking picture that the Nebraska fans always post of Tom Osborne with Ralphie running at him? They post that, that like it's some sort of flex <laughs> on their part. <laughs> Um, because the way they claim is like he pointed like move like move out of the way and like uh-huh. then Ralphie moved. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Do you think the people in charge of handling the buffalo were going to just have her run you over? <laughs> like, hey, I would have been all for that. <laughs> but uh, that would have been a rough lawsuit. It's the weirdest thing to like act like, like Tom Osborne intimidated Ralphie because <laughs> the handlers were uh, kind enough to spare his life. I mean, the end stands for knowledge, right? Amen. Um, I want to talk about this. Some speed numbers came out from Real Analytics. I believe this is also the company uh, that CU is like contracted to work with. They're helping them out with their practice data, stuff like that. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is them. So they put out uh, their top five fastest football players of the week. Dylan Edwards was number two. Topped out at 21.4 miles an hour as a true freshman. Took him 6.2 seconds. I don't know if that's from the beginning of the play or from when he started his route, whatever it is, but that's how long it took him to get there. Travis Hunter. I mean, so they said they've recorded speed data for ne uh, nearly 8,400 defensive backs in their data database. On that interception, on the goal line, his closing speed was 6.9 yards per second. Nice. <laughs> that is the fastest they have ever recorded. That is the combination of pure athletic ability yeah. and God-given natural instincts for the game of football. And just, like, want to and desire. Um, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that data. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the comments on it, but they're all just, like, calling it bullshit. Um, which is, like, whatever. But it's hard for me to just, like, imagine, like, what that even means other than ob the obvious which is that travis hunter is a freak yep. and the funny thing is that you and i have seen enough travis hunter whether it was in person uh or on well off that like i was obviously impressed by the play but my mind wasn't blown and i love just all of their reactions of like the announcers the people around me in the stadium of just like he did what yeah he did what? And it's like an elite football play. But when he made it, I was like, that's Travis Hunter. I don't know what you're throwing over there. Yep. I, I agree completely. Um, more Travis data. So on that play, when Bailey broke the big run, it was second and eight, middle of the third quarter. Uh, it was right after the Vissett punt. Um, he had the big, I don't know, 60, 70 yard run. Yep. At this point in the game, Travis had already played 81 snaps. Which was more than most people play in a game. Exactly. And he still, from the opposite corner, took an angle and chased Bailey all the way down the field, maxing out at 21.2 miles an hour. Remarkable. Freak. Remarkable. Um, that's really all I got. I don't know what else you want to talk about <laughs> right here. We got a bunch of recruits and guys coming. I'll put together a list um, before Saturday. Um... They repainted the uh, oh, the thing. It looks so good. What do we call that? I have no idea. I just <laughs> called it the Colorado. <laughs> because it was there clear in my picture. I said they repainted the Colorado. Yeah. Um, but you guys have seen it, obviously, in Bucky's videos or anything you've seen in Folsom Field. Um, the paved area behind the end zone that says Colorado in gigantic letters. Um, I can actually maybe send this to Alyssa to bring up. Um, this one. Oh, I've got something else too. This one means a lot to Buffs fans. 
um, because it's something that people are complaining about. Like when your team sucks and there's nothing good to talk about when it relates to football, you just start complaining about anything you can. And <laughs> like this was a huge one. Yeah. Um, yep. Was like, why is the Colorado so faded? The the pavement's not even black anymore. There's cracks in it. Uh, you know, like the there paint is. is old. It's chipping off. Um, so they finally in, in. It looks so good. We have to assume that this is a Coach Prime thing, right? Uh -huh. Coach Prime said, "Hey, we got to get that thing looking sharp." The only thing I'm surprised is I'm surprised Coach Prime didn't, didn't say, "Hey, paint that thing metallic gold." <laughs> right. Let's make it pop. Um, but maybe that would be like a vision hazard. Yeah, you don't want to, you know, mess with Jason Mata's uh, yeah, vision yeah. as they're looking through the uprights. Exactly. So they got that thing all the way paved up, fully uh, blacked out, and repainted all the letters. And it is, I just love that. I even like back in the NCAA football games. It's just so cool that it's just like in the game. It's such a sick feature yep. of a stadium. Um, Javon Antonio's fine. Coach Bartoloni spoke about him today, actually. Said he's got a shoulder thing yep. going on. He'll be okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, ratings came out. Colorado TCU was the second most viewed football game of the weekend. The only one that topped it was Sunday's LSU Florida State game. That game got just over 9 million. Colorado TCU got 7.2 million viewers. Um, the next closest game was 4.6 million viewers. Wow. Um, and just so we're clear, it was the number one most viewed game on, on Saturday. Saturday. Uh, and um, the second most viewed, or no, the most viewed big noon kickoff in week one ever. Uh, and then I just want people to understand there's a reason why the NFL has Sunday night. That's when the most people are at their TVs. Yep. So, of course, the game that's on essentially the Sunday night football slot um, is going to pull a ton of ton of eyeballs. Um, not me, though. I was watching yep. their game over again. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, the, the 7 million number is remarkable. You know what's crazy, Jake? They're mm. going to beat that this week. Oh, for sure. Because everyone in the country... Get out of here with that red... Uh, everyone in the country, <laughs> SMH, SMH, <laughs> uh, everyone in the country has heard about this now. Yeah. Like, of course, a lot of people were, were tuned in, but I saw in our YouTube comments yesterday, someone said, like, I was a coach prime fan my whole life. I had no idea that he was at Colorado. Uh, I just learned that during the game on Saturday. Like, I'm like, wow, that's must be one hell of a rock you're living under. <laughs> Uh, but I don't even know what to say. I think about a lot that. of people were woken up to this. They probably heard about it when it happened, tuned out because they're not like diehard college football fans. Maybe weren't ready for it mm -hmm. at 10 a.m. or noon, depending on where you live. Right. Um, on Saturday morning, and then like logged on to Twitter after they got done mowing the lawn or something, and were like, holy shit. This is all anyone's talking about. So they'll be tuned in this weekend. It was amazing. I'm like, my mom and dad, like, they, they like football. They watch it. But they were going crazy about the game, watching it with friends and stuff. Like, everyone was DMing me after the game, like, oh, my God. Like, so many people were in on that game on Saturday. And just being there, it really felt like the epicenter of college football. Oh, it was. It, it was. was. It definitely Absolutely, was. Yeah. Uh, and the crazy thing is just the caliber. Like, I don't know. I, 
I could be wrong here. I, it's hard for me to keep up with my timeline anymore. Like everyone in, responded uh, saying Farrenfield is where Big Noon kickoff is. Like uh, that's clearly out there. Yeah, uh, I hadn't seen it because yeah. my timeline is moving crazy. The other thing I hadn't seen was the ratings. Someone messaged me this morning and like, how come the ratings haven't come out? I'm like, I don't know. And then like 20 people responded with the ratings. I was like, oh, I guess they are. There they I are. haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. um, but I didn't feel like people were tweeting and posting about uh, that Sunday night game nearly as much like the caliber of stars that were posting about it. I, I completely missed it. I was traveling home still. Okay. So no, uh, uh, no TVs on the on the flight. No, uh, I, I actually watched Sonny Dykes uh, post game presser on the flight. Uh oh, what did I miss? Louis says RK probably hasn't watched Bucky's video today. This that just dropped before right when we went live. Anyway, I so. haven't seen anything. Um. Okay, do you want these records that Travis Shador, Jimmy, and uh, Dylan broke on Saturday? I know them. And by the way, they, uh, they I think they said 18. Is that what it was? 18 records were broken? Um, Shador was credited with nine. I think it's technically 10. Travis got two or three. Dylan got three and Jimmy got two. So quick and maths. I, I 19, think Dylan 20. actually got four. Really? Because I was talking to uh, a member of the people that compile these things, and I told them one, and mm. they're like, "Oh, we didn't count that one." What uh, was it? It was um, most yards in a debut, most receiving yards in a debut. Mm. True freshman? No, just, just any, any anyone debut? debuting for Colorado. Um. Yeah, I mean, I posted these on Twitter. I mean, it's twenty records, so you guys can go look okay, them up there. Okay, so. When I was talking to someone, they said 18. Then I told them that one, they were like 19. So maybe they added it to that. Well, um, they didn't count first CU player in history of 500 plus passing. Well, that's not a door. record. First to do it's something. It's a milestone. Oh, whatever. I'm just, All hey, right. I'm that's fair. Trying whatever. to help them out. All right. The record was most passing yards. Yes. Yes. Anything else? Um. No, I think I'm good. Um, okay, we got to be out of here at three, right? Or you do? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, shout out to our friends over at Volo Sports. Bang. Um, are you still in the pickleball league? Good question, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm supposed to have pickleball tonight. Oh, my God. I'm such a mess right now. Uh, Bo is the largest social sports company in the U.S. We pay so the kids play free. DMVR crew is playing in the Cherry Creek Bowling League. Um, that's on Mondays. RK's in this uh, pickleball league. I think it ended. Oh, did it? There you go. You're spared. Um, they've got all kinds of leagues. Check them out um, and get your Volo Pass. It's a month monthly membership that gives you unlimited access to the sports events and social activities that they throw every night. Fall leagues are open. Sign up before it's too late. You can also sign up as a free agent. Get your Volo Pass. Make sure you use the code DMVR10. You'll get $10 off at www.volosports.com slash Denver. And also uh, shout out to Splash Sports. We've teamed up with them for the weekly pit, our weekly pit contest for real money. Um, just deposit 20 bucks in cash, and you can join our NFL pick contest. We're going to be having tons of other contests coming uh, through Splash Sports throughout the year. And as we advance through the many sports seasons, head on over to SplashSports.com slash DMVR to join in. Um, again, we'll have different contests coming out. We're stoked to compete with and against you all. 
And you can check out the link in the description. Talk to the people. Yep. What are we at likes-wise? Is that 578? Yep. Nice. Let's get to Let's go, uh, chat. 700. Yeah, let's, we can hit that. Come on. Uh, Jabriel, what's up, man? Thank you for the super chat. College game day coming to Boulder. Let's go. Okay, uh, where is that coming from? Hopefully it's, well, they're in, they're doing, uh, I don't know if they're in Tuscaloosa. I think they're in Tuscaloosa for uh, Alabama, yep. Texas. I so. said yesterday, I think it'll be here for CSU, but is that confirmed? Because I went to their account and they haven't said anything. I doubt it. They oh. Never mind then. Did we miss something else? I think that is Bucky's video. Oh, really? Um. Oh, no. Okay, so... This says, this is personal. College game day and big noon kickoff arrive at CU. I wonder if the, if college game day is doing a show, like a travel. Because Desmond Howard is college game day. Yeah, he was there today. He was here today. We knew that. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if that, I don't think they're going to have college game day and big noon the same week. Maybe this is just prep for next week. Right. When college game day comes. I've, I, I don't remember if I said this on the show, but ESPN has to be absolutely losing it watching Fox get all of this. I mean, and Fox bet on Coach Prime. Yes, they did. They wanted game one. They wanted game two. They literally built that Buffalo. Um, like they were literally, they sent like a team to hype it up on the sidelines of the Saints game that they were, they were playing. Like they bet on Coach Prime. And they are winning more than my buddy who put a thousand dollars on Buff's money line. Yep. Um, so it, it's you know ESPN, even though they're late and they lot, you know they got beat by Fox on this. They're saying first opportunity we get, we got to get there. Uh, and so the, to me, I think next week against Colorado State, we'll get um, we'll get college game day for the first time since 1996 and that game is on espn too exactly it's so, already an espn game yep um it would be a hell of a day though jake college game day starts at like 6 a.m local time I, games I at 8 p.m i can't bro oh i'm gonna be there go for it i'm gonna have a sign i don't know what it's gonna say but uh <laughs> i don't miss these types of things there's college bas basketball college game day came here once and it was uh -huh. really cool I got to shoot around with Jay Williams. Hell yeah. yeah that was really cool. That's super Dude dope. was like Still not, draining not a particularly great shooter. Yeah. Just pure buckets in a full suit. Yeah. Like he rolled up his sleeves and hit like 33s <laughs> in a row. It's insane, man. Uh, Reyna, signed at DIA. Welcome to town. Let's go. See you soon. Just flew 6,000 miles. Six See you on Saturday. Okay, 6,000 miles. I went, to, I'm pretty sure Ecuador to Houston was 2,000 miles. That's got to be Eastern Hemisphere, right? Tell us where you came from. China okay. Japan. All right. 6,000 miles. That's incredible. Thank you. And can't wait to meet you. Um, who else has got super chats? Uh, Justin, what's up? Let's enjoy this moment. I'm a Bama fan, but Prime is still on the show. Love your guys' content. Thank you, brother. We really appreciate it. How did Bama look? I, I, I don't know. Dude, that I'm was still like behind. the only sad thing about Saturday is I didn't see any other I games. Know. But then everyone said all the games sucked. I and know. we saw, I don't even remember, an upset. <laughs> we saw 
the best game of the weekend. One of the best games of the season. Well, no, I'm saying when we were at that bar later than later that night. Oh, who did we see? It was like Wyoming. Was that Wyoming? Wyoming beat Wyoming, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Josh yeah. Allen was tweeting at Patrick Mahomes. Mm, okay. So that that was all right. Um, who else? Zai says, "Is it true the corn mocked the death of a quarterback?" Very uh, true. Unfortunately, yes. In the form of a billboard. Yep. Not like a actually sponsored billboard. They like painted over a billboard. Um, and it said, Sal is dead. Go Big Red. Terrible. So that, again, that's why it's personal. That's why this is real hate. Yep. Um, Lamar with the Super Chat. Who's calling the big? Who's calling the game this weekend? It's Big Noon Saturday, man. Same uh, crew. Gus and Joel. Yep. And then our guy Chris... With all the Husker fans in here this week, can RK make a Mount Rushmore of his most hated slash overrated Huskers? I'd nominate their most recent Lord and Savior, Adrian Martinez. It's so funny how they turn on those guys. Like, they just hated him by the end there. They um, were anointing Jeff Sims the entire offseason. And meanwhile, they ran Casey Thompson out of town, and yeah. he's exponentially better than Jeff Sims. Oh, not even close. Um man i don't know i really hated scott frost <laughs> most of the most of the figures for them have been um coaches right obviously eric crouch hated him got his ass beat um what yeah, conferences uh fau play in sunbelt nick our new social media manager wants me to do um top five cu nebraska games there you go um, so if I get time to do that, I'll do that. I'm trying to look up how Casey Thompson did this last weekend, but so this is an interesting question from Papa Popa. Uh, will the field get stormed after the win? It's an interesting question, Jake, because unless coach prime stops it, it will. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason I say that is because Tad Boyle when he first got here, the fans rushed the court after like every big win. And he said, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, we're too good for that. No, um, we, we can't act like every win is uh, every big win is like the biggest deal in the world. Well, that should be business as usual at the Coors Event Center. Sure. Um, but this is a rivalry game. Yes, it is. But Colorado is also favored. True. People that have rules about rushing the field will say you got to be a top 20. You guys, they have to be in the top 25. You have to be the underdog. Personally, I don't give a shit. You know what this is about? College kids having a fucking good time. Exactly. And they're going to do it. So I don't care. Uh, I if they win, I hope they do. You know, especially like kids who are seniors at this school. have seen nothing but shit. Yep. Uh, there's been, a, I guess, a couple moments in there for current seniors. But um this the student section always shows out and i all all i ever want is them to have like the time of their life oh yeah um so i don't care but coach prime would have to uh say like we don't rush the field because we expect to win every game or something like that to stop all right uh we'll do this in lightning round shout out to saturday neon because they're in the chat oh, also undefeated go. since the dmvr crew added oh, a ralphie neon to their set coincidence i think not that's facts it's the spirit of the buffs man that is facts um, all right, what do we got? Angela, does UD put eight in the box with the spy and corn QB and play sticky on the outside? I think that's yes. got to be the game plan. Yep. Uh, update 
Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, Osmaldonado. I think people are confusing CU's not needing to run the ball with CU not having a running game. I agree. Do you think the corn will sleep on the CU run game? Um, the corn's sleeping on everything CU, I think, at this point still. Yeah. Um, be woke. I'm local. Can I just come to the bar and buy a t-shirt? Do you have XXL? I believe so. Yeah. You got, uh, you got to check if it's in stock. Well, but you can come to the bar and you get a t-shirt. You can come to yeah. the bar and buy shirts, yes, but... I would check it to make sure it's in stock uh, on the website before you do that. Right. Uh, Warren, are you guys going to a... Going a to be doing a Heisman, Heisman tracker? tracker. Um, sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I also think we should do like Pac-12 power rankings once the Pac-12 conference season actually starts. Okay. That would yeah. be fun. Now we have all that. Uh, Sean, what's up, dude? I'm too biased for a Heisman tracker. Like Shador one, Travis two, Dylan three. Maybe it'll, it's a DMVR Heisman tracker, and we all kind of level it out, something. Uh, Sean Camp, do you guys foresee any renovation slash expansion of Folsom if this season goes the way we think it will? Um, I'm sure, man. I think anything's on the table. I mean, we're just see, we're already seeing the media demand. Right. Um, they've needed a new press box for a long time. I don't know if they can get that done in one off season. Hopefully they could if they wanted to. Um but like I told someone today, there's plenty of room to build up mm -hmm. in the stadium, yep. especially around the bowls. Yep. Um, so like if you're going to sell out every single game this year, which sure feels like they're going to, uh, you might have to, uh, to look into that. No doubt. Uh, the Colorado farmer, does anyone know if the Pearl street stampede still going to be a thing? I think so. I think so. Um, only because my buddy said he was going. So I assume he knew that that was a thing. But at the same time, like, I don't know if Coach Prime can go to that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's true. Like, in the past, for, for those of you who don't know, it's like they have, like, a Buffs fire truck kind of thing, and they drive it down Pearl Street, which isn't actually a street. It's a, like, a strip, uh, um, what's it, what do you call it? Like, an outdoor mall type of area. Mm -hmm. Um, and the coach and the players just like walk down and everyone gets to wave to them and whatever. I mean, like maybe it seems un unlikely to me. Uh, Warren just dropped another super chat. Heisman winners that have come by practice. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Um, do like hall of famers, Heisman winners. I mean, celebrities. Reggie Bush is going to be here this weekend. Probably. Yep. Or I guess he doesn't work for them anymore. Sorry. Oh. Uh, Matt Leinert, though, did he win a Heisman? He did, right? I don't know. I mean, they're going to have everyone here, man. Yep. Anyone and everyone. Anything else? That's all I got. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, yeah, man. Going to be a fun week. Can't wait to do it again. See you guys then. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.